Are you an entrepreneur, small business owner, author, or artist? What makes you stand out? What makes your brand truly exciting? What's your difference? Welcome to the podcast that's designed to help you build your difference with your audience. Join us on this episode of the Build Your Difference podcast. Welcome to the Build Your Difference podcast. This is episode 13. My name is Pierre Walters. I'm the senior producer here at Blue Artists, and I'm joined today with Courtney Hurst. How you doing, Courtney? Hey, Pierre. I'm great. Better for talking with you. Ah, thank you, Courtney. You know, Courtney is our public relations team lead, and this whole month, we've been talking about meeting the emotional needs of your customer, and this has been a really a really meaty month because uh, that topic is very, very, very juicy. And um, so today we are talking about how to reset customers' expectations. That's a big one, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Very much so. You know, we we always talk about how branding is is not owned by us, it's co-owned because we put something out there and then there's a reaction from our audience. Um, and we, we don't, we don't control that reaction. It doesn't matter if what we do is the right thing or if we just royally fudge stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we don't, we don't own that relationship that we have with them. And so resetting things, how on earth do we reset a relationship? It's, it's not something that you actually hear said out loud very often. Yeah. It, 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 but it's very, very necessary. So before we dive into this conversation, I, I want to uh, remind you now, if you've been listening to our podcast this month, you, you know about Authors Brand, which is a brand new program that we've just launched at Blue Artists and we're all really excited about. And really what it is, is we're taking our Blue Artist Plus service that's been geared to the entrepreneur, geared to the artist who wants that team brand management approach. And we're taking that now and we're focusing it for authors. And what this means is authors who want that inclusive publishing service where they're getting uh, they're getting that editing, they're getting that proofreading and book development, they're getting that promotion, they're getting that uh, that that distribution, that publishing deal situated. Uh, they are getting their book and their brand as an author really out there so that uh, when their book launches, uh, they have an audience ready to purchase. I mean, this is a uh, just a phenomenal service. We've been getting a lot of great feedback. In fact, there have been many people who have taken uh, who have taken the leap and have signed on to our first month free with the Build Your Brand for Authors program. Now, if you are interested in that, if you would like to check out what we are offering, please visit our website www.blue-artists com okay when you get there click on build your brand then click on authors okay now Courtney this is a meaty topic so I've split it into three areas of focus now the first area is we're going to talk about the importance of acknowledging when you as a business owner or as a business uh, really did not meet up the expectation of your customer then our second area of focus is how you can go about fixing what you can fix and then moving on or moving forward with stuff that you can't necessarily fix. So how do you sort of bridge that 
uh, that uh, that that divide, so to speak, um, between uh, the, the customer being unsatisfied and then making them satisfied. And then finally, uh, how do you move forward? How do you uh, how do you uh, sort of reposition your brand or your business into your customer's top six? You know, that's where you want to be. So how do you sort of uh, you know, fix what happened and then reposition your brand right where it needs to be in that customer's mind. So those are our three areas of focus. So let's dive in here with number one. Uh, when it comes to meeting your customers' expectations and failing to do so, <laughs> the first thing we've got to do is acknowledge that you did not meet their expectations. And I know that can be very difficult. Mm-hmm. Very <laughs> much so. What's okay, your thought so, on that? <laughs> okay, so, well, let me give you two examples, and they're not going to be very specific because they don't have the case studies in front of me, but they're two classic case studies that have happened probably within the last decade. Um, one for sure has been in the last four or five years, and the other one was just before in a couple of years. Um, and the first one is an example of what went wrong, and the second one is something that went right. Um, and the first one has to do with Toyota. Mm-hmm. And you might remember that Toyota a few years back had an enormous recall all over the all over the news and that their brakes had been giving out and people mm-hmm. had been crashing mm-hmm. all over the country. This was not one or two happenstances. This 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 happened enough that it made national news and it did not go away. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, it grew. And um Toyota is not an American brand. A lot of Americans drive Toyota, but um, it's 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 from you know over in Asia. Mm-hmm. I think and it's a Japanese they, brand. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. And they they have a representative here in in the states basically, and they represent Toyota to American citizens, but they are not the head of Toyota. And when people mm-hmm. die because your product malfunctioned. Or there are lawsuits because you rear-ended somebody because your brakes gave out and it wasn't your fault. And now you're being sued and your mortgage on your house and mm-hmm. your retirement and everything is at stake. It, there's going to be a large cry that swells up. And they want to hear from the boss. Not the minion who is sent to talk for the boss, but they want to hear from the boss. Mm-hmm. And as, as the story went, Toyota basically had the person who was the head of the entire United States area talk with the people, but it wasn't enough. They wanted to know that the boss's boss cared. And to boot, they waited to actually talk to the public for two or three weeks. They did not respond immediately. And then it still wasn't corporate number one saying, we messed up. Mm-hmm. Finally, corporate number one said, we messed up. And it was too late. So the second example is actually a good version of what you could do as a small business or entrepreneur when something bad happens. And this particular case study was done with Tylenol. And of course, Tylenol produces products that we ingest. And it's often marketed to mothers with young children because Tylenol is what helps your little one in the middle of the night when they're sick. Tylenol is what keeps your child in school when they're trying to fight a fever or gets them back in school or helps your aching back or whatever the case happens to be. And so, um, I forget exactly the details on this, so I won't say very much about it, but essentially it ended up hurting um, some, some small children. Babies ended up in the hospital, and I don't remember if they died or if they were just very sick. But Tylenol immediately said, 
I'm so sorry. We, we love your children. This is why we are in business. We are in business to heal, not hurt. And we can't believe it. We are crying with you. This is what happened. We're trying to find out more details, but we will let you know when we find out. Now, what can we do to help you? Now, to the, their chagrin, this happened again. There mm. were several rounds of this that happened, and Tylenol acted the same way each time. You would think that the public would go, no, 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 you said this last time. You said this last time. But each time, Tylenol emotionally showed the public, we are so embarrassed. I can't believe that this shipment messed up heating or cooling on the flats or whatever it was that caused the medicine to be um, the opposite of helpful. We, we are hurting with you. My God, what can we do? What can we do? We love you. Mm. Um, and mothers still to this day love Tylenol. It's one of America's most beloved brands. And so you see the difference here. And, and one is timeliness. Tylenol did not wait to talk to their customers. Toyota waited not just a day or two. It was several weeks. And then they didn't send their head honcho they sent somebody who doesn't even work in the corporate office, who doesn't even know the boss. And then when the boss finally got around to talking, the customers were so irate, the damage was almost irreversible. Hmm. So timing is one thing. Not lying about it and being completely transparent is another thing. Um, and the third thing, if, if anything at all, um, is try to make it right if you can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, Th those are some really... I think, powerful examples. And what I think I really appreciate about the Tylenol example was this idea that they, they, really, they really stayed uh, emotionally invested in their customer. They didn't, they didn't sort of back off and, um, uh, you know, take the, the corporate approach, you know, and the, well, I mean, as far as the, the cold approach, they, they, they try to, you know, they, like, like, like in your description, um, uh, they used, you know, language like we're hurting with you and we're sorry and we apologize and we want to work through this mm -hmm. with you. We want to, what can we do to provide solutions right now while we're figuring this out? What can we do right now mm -hmm. to help you and your, and your babies? Because this is why we're in business in the first place. And that, that's amazing. So and there's a fine mm -hmm. line in crisis management classes for public relations. They actually teach you that balance. Um, when there is a crisis and you're the one at fault, Show emotion. If you're not showing emotion, they know you're lying and they want to know that you actually mean what you say. Mm -hmm. Now, there's another balance and you can't look completely devastated. You, you have to be genuine and sincere and show emotion without showing that you're weak and vulnerable and completely lost. So balance the two. Still maintain composure while you're you know, giving them your heart on a platter, so to speak. It's a very difficult balance. But they also teach you don't lie to your customer, and if you don't know the answer to something in a crisis, tell them, mm -hmm. and tell them when you'll know the answer. Tell them when you'll know the answer to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. um, just this, this level of transparency earns trust with people that you can't buy. Mm. So, so this, I mean, this brings us right into our next point, which by this point we've already kind of uh, very smoothly segued into, and that is the idea of fixing what you can fix, you know, um, and, and for what you can't, uh, like you said, be upfront and say, you know, that, look, I, we don't know the answer right now, but we're working to figure that out. And we expect that, that we'll have the answer by this particular date. And, and, 
And in what I want to point out, though, is, is in some cases, especially if you're a small business and you're growing, you may have a customer that's sort of been with you for some time and a customer that when you started working with that customer, uh, you know, you were at a certain level and you're providing perhaps a more personalized experience. Um, but then as you've grown and your workload has increased, uh, in many respects, your service has had to evolve and change as well. And sometimes those older customers can feel um, to some degree, like you, you may have forgotten them or you may have forgotten what worked for Mm -hmm. them. So it's important also to, to sort of recognize when sometimes your service has simply changed and now it's not a matter of, of sort of retroactively, um, or, or, or sort of trying to provide what a customer at one point had and now it's a matter of educating that customer so that they understand that this is now where the business is and we want to we really want to continue to offer you that same grade a service uh, however we have many more people just like you that we also want to serve. You know, Courtney, listen, I'm not a PR person, so I might be screwing this and just, you know, butchering this all over. So I'm sorry. (laughs) But basically... Teamwork. (laughs) We're doing this together. (laughs) Basically, that you want to say that the service has changed and you're still striving to provide um, a new level of quality and a new and higher level of satisfaction. Now, what would you say to that? In order to actually say that to the customer, you yourself have to be aware of your evolving brand. Brands change. They grow. You don't do branding and then walk away. Colgate and Starbucks and Nike constantly have people evaluating where they are. Mm-hmm. You do surveys amongst your your, um, your your constituents. You do internal surveys. You do surveys with people who know nothing about you. You do focus groups. There are... Uh, places where you need to measure and take the temperature of your brand so you know okay I'm not in charge of this ship so where am where am I I'm on the ship and where am I in the Atlantic so in order to actually articulate that to your client you need to actually know where you are first and foremost and then hopefully if you are the captain who um, constantly does take that temperature check has the crew around you making sure that you know where you are in that mighty ocean, so to speak. Hopefully you keep a dialogue with your buyers and your consumers so that it's not that they wake up one day and Tylenol, they can't find it. So there's there's a growing relationship that um, in order to do that, you need to make sure that you're aware of your brand. But second, you're absolutely right. Um, if we're going to reset a, a relationship with our client what do we want out of that relationship? Have something very specific. Um, it, you know, we, we use surveys often to, to check the temperature of the water. Mm-hmm. But Americans have been taught to think independently. Um, it's the beauty of Western education. You can rearrange things. You're taught to analyze everything. Mm-hmm. And in surveys, you can educate your clients in the direction that your business is moving by the questions that you ask them. And then they feel that they have emotional buy-in, that they're helping you create the continual branding and growth of your business. So if you're going to do a reset, whether you've messed up or you just want to take your business in a new direction, amp up your surveys, amp up your communication, ask people questions, let them give you input. Even if you don't do what they ask, they've given input and they're involved and the process determines the outcome. That's that's fabulous feedback, 
man, that's so okay, Courtney. Let's do a quick role play session. Let's say um, my name is Pierre Walters, and let's imagine that I'm the senior producer of a company called Blue Artists. And <laughs> let's <laughs> let's imagine that uh, there there are there's a customer named Joe and Joe uh, John Doe or Joe Doe, whatever John Doe. Let's say John Doe, and John is has been a customer um, when from the time that uh, I was uh, sort of you know flying solo, so to speak, and. Um, and now uh, John comes back and uh, or you know contacts uh, contacts me and says, "Hey, Pierre, you know, can you come and do this this project?" Um, now I'm in a position where now I have to uh, first of all I can't do the project at the same rate that I did it years ago. So let's say this like this there's like a three or three year you know time difference between the last thing. Okay, so they haven't been in business with you all this time as a client or whatever on a. Mm-hmm. On a constant basis, it's not like walking into Walmart every week. This is they purchased a service from you three years ago or some time ago, and and now they're coming back for seconds. Yeah, so so let's say there's been a, a enough of a time delay or a time enough interim where uh, where there's been some significant service changes. Okay. okay, okay. So how do I how do I explain this to this person? What, what, I mean, what, how do I do it in a way that's that's still inviting, you know, and, you know, like, what, what's your suggestion on that? I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who are in this boat. So this is going to be real, real interesting. What would you say? Well, just be genuine. You are happy that your business has grown. It's exciting because you have more to offer them. You're excited to see them, quite frankly. Thank you so much. Hey, Joe, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you in forever. How are you? And you should remember, hopefully, since you worked with them one-on-one when you were still a small peon in that giant ocean, perhaps, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you should remember them. At least let's hope that you do. So if you do, hey, Joe, how's your family been? I remember that you had that knee surgery a while back, blah, blah, blah. Well, so good to see you again. Yeah, yeah, we can actually still do that. We have a whole bunch of new services. Um, actually, blah, da, 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 you know, you've mm-hmm. had interest in them. So to speak in the conversation, they're going to ask you about you and they're going to notice a difference in the business and stuff. So this is your chance. Yeah, we've grown a lot. Da, 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 da. Now we do this and this. Actually, I want to introduce you to somebody. You'll get a bang out of her. Her name is, mm-hmm. let's just say, Tara. Tara mm-hmm. actually kind of helps manage um, the administrative side of moving and shaking. And um, I want to make sure that you get to meet her because um, since you're interested in purchasing such and such a service, she's the one who's going to actually help make sure that you're taken care of. You know you can always chat with me. But I want to make sure that she gets to meet you because you're so invaluable to me that I've got to make sure you're taken care of. Hey, Tara. So, oh, Courtney, that was fantastic. All right. So, so okay? it's very much like it's very much reengaging on that emotional level, making sure that's situated, and then bringing in new whoever the new people are, or or, or whoever the whatever the new element is, as a matter of uh, uh, as a matter of um, uh, uh, positive intent as a matter of hey this you know this is here because we want to better serve you we want to serve you in a way today that we could not have done it or ha- could not have uh, provided in the past and I'm so excited that uh, we now have the opportunity to serve you at this level because this is going to just blow your mind and here are the people that make it happen so yeah, does that sound I mean, right well absolutely you know um you should never have to convince your client or make excuses for or help them understand why 
where you're growing is so much better. If you, if you were trying to tell them all these great things that you've got going on, but you're embarrassed to tell them about it, they're going to feel kind of sticky about the situation. Genuinely, you are happy your business has grown and you want to tell them about it, but back up even further. It's a relationship. People don't care about you unless they know how much you care, blah, blah, blah. They're back. They want seconds. They loved you the first time because you have a great relationship. And so show them that that relationship is still there. Ask them about themselves first. If you don't remember who they are, ask them, oh my goodness, I'm so glad that you're here and that you've come back. Remind me which project did we work on together? Blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I'm having a senior moment. Mm -hmm. And let them tell you so that it kind of reinstates that relationship that you can build off of. Then typically there's a law of reciprocity where you've shown interest in them. They will show interest in you. That's the point where you can tell them about you, but use that opportunity, not just for a little personal vignette, but to talk about the business that you've grown. Of course, it's your baby. Now, if this person does not have the, let's say, social capability or interest or just is having a really rush day and doesn't ask you about yourself, let them know. Just be like, Oh, hey, I wanted to let you know, by the way, um, our business has grown and, you know, God's been so good. It's, it's, it's really exponentially changed and we have additional options. And I just want to run them through really quick just so that you know the other things that are available. Um, I want to introduce you to Tara so she can let you kind of know, um, take care of you, blah, blah, blah. You don't even have to educate that person yourself. You have a team member who is trained and they're told, this person who you're meeting is already told this other person's going to have more information for you. You don't even have to worry about educating them about it. Mm. I like that. That is that is incredible feedback. Well, listen, for those of you listening to this, uh, as you can see, I make a, a very a, a concentrated effort to make to surround myself with really talented, brilliant people Aww. like Courtney. <laughs> well, I feel the same about you, Pierre. Mutual admiration society. Fantastic. All right. So this takes us very uh, comfortably into our third area of, fo of focus, which is just really at this point a recap of what you just said. So you're explaining to customers what they can expect from you moving forward. Now, you may not necessarily need to be the person that actually does the educating because you may have a team member, like in, in the example of us here at Blue Artists, uh, that would be Tara. And that's that's a wonderful, um, wonderful opportunity there. But uh, for other, for some of you, you know, you, you, may, you may still be the person that is really the heart and soul of explaining and educating about your business, and that's okay. Um, so you want to you want to be sure to do that, and you also want to be sure to continue to express that their business, the business of your customer, is what's most important. And the final thing, and this actually is uh, Courtney, something that you shared in a previous podcast: this idea of giving them the pickle. Uh, give mm. your customer a reward. For sticking it through. So if you if you had a rough spot, if you had a you know a, a rough um, uh, moment in that uh, relationship, and you've sort of worked your way through it, and you've acknowledged you didn't meet the expectations, you fixed what you can fix. You've explained that your service has changed and grown as a result, and you're now better equipped today than you were initially, and that that particular issue is not going to happen again. And you explain to the customer what they can expect from you and moving forward, and that their business is important to you now give them a reward give them some kind of token of gratitude just to seal 
the deal. Mm, now that's I that like idea of, of of giving them the pickle. Now, Courtney, when you when you shared that little story with me, man, that was just a that was a, a, a an eye opener. It really was. Well, and pickles are so cheap. I mean, and it, <laughs> I'm serious. What does it cost you to buy a pickle? Mm-hmm. It, anything to show them, hey, we love you. Mm-hmm. You mean something to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's one one thing that I'm really happy that we we actually have uh, at Blue Artists. We have the idea of gifted service credits, and that's an opportunity for us to give. Basically, it's a coupon or a discount to our customers. Uh, you know, just as a thank you gift. Where it's, if it's their birthday or if there's a if there's a special occasion or special event, we want to be able to show our appreciation and our gratitude for their business, and we do that in in a lot of different ways. But specifically, we do it by offering a gifted service credit, which is totally free. It's a credit that they can apply to whatever they want and uh, save money. And it's something that is, you know, we're just really, really happy to do. I remember mm-hmm. during the Christmas season, we gave all of our customers a gifted service credit for the holidays. Wasn't it fun <laughs> to see their reactions? It, it was it was more fun than I thought it would be, actually. Yeah, it really, I got to tell you, I got maybe a, uh, a few emails, a handful of emails uh, specifically saying that that literally made their New Year's. Like it was just so unexpected and they just, you know, with the holiday shopping and the holiday, all this, that, and the other, it was just nice to know that that we cared about them in a manner that was beyond, you know, just a typical business relationship. And that I think is just so, so important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Anything to, um, See what's the guy's name? He's the one who wrote "How to Win Friends and Influence People," and he said oh, something. Yeah, was that uh, Dale, Dale Carnegie? Carnegie. Yes. yes. And I, I try to re-listen to his book on tape every year, at mm-hmm. least once a year. I need to this year still. And he says something about being um, hearty in your affirmation and lavish in your praise. Mm. You know, as to draw people to you. A- anything to embrace them and be that sweet flavor in their mouth mm-hmm. and uh, you'll have a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Batman, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's just about recognizing that we're all people. We're all people and, and people need, you know, we need relationships. We need it. Everything boils down to this emotional component. And in our, you know, in this day and age with the internet and with all this, uh, you know, sort of impersonalization. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and listen, I, I, I'm a big advocate. I actually think the internet helps us to be more personal than before. But anyway, I'm not going to go down that route. My bottom line is there's a lot of opportunity for us to be less than personal. Mm-hmm. And when we take advantage of the opportunities to be more than that, to, 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 to show that we do care, even when we mess up, uh, we're not perfect. You know, I love the way Steve Jobs handled. Actually, this is where I learned. I actually learned a lot from this particular event. Mm-hmm. This will be our last thing as we wrap up. Um, when the iPhone, it was a, I don't know which model it was, but there was an iPhone that came out where when you put your hand around it a certain particular way, with the, 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 uh, when you hold it a certain way, it would cut off the Cell signal, cellular signal. So people hmm. were not able to get reception on their phones. In fact, they had to use a special case. Uh, they had to put their phone in a special case in order to um, get reception on their phone. It was the craziest thing. And Steve Jobs, uh, you know, he had a, they did a special um, uh, a special uh, uh, presentation to sort of answer this as a instead of just releasing a press release or a statement, uh, he actually conducted a full like presentation 
And, I and like when that. He, in, in the very beginning of the presentation, the first thing he said, I, I think, was, um, you know, we're not perfect. We're not perfect. We try to make incredible products. We try to do the best that we can, and we want to make you happy, but we're not perfect. We're people just like you are. And as people, sometimes we make mistakes. And this is a mistake that we're taking ownership of. We apologize. And here's how we're making it better. Mm. Amazing. Blew my Classic. mind. <laughs> my, my brain just like, you know, blew. You know, I mean, that's just. So I want to be able to apply that same kind of tact and that same kind of decorum when dealing with these types mm-hmm. of challenging situations. Um, okay. Well, anyway, Courtney, this was a. An awesome, awesome discussion. Um, thank you so much for well, sharing. Thank you. And uh, as we as we as we wrap up, I want to just remind you, uh, those of you who are listening. I'm, you know, we're real happy that you're listening to this podcast, and we've gotten a lot of great feedback from you guys and uh, questions and uh, comments on social media and, and on Twitter. And you know, just looking at our Twitter and seeing how it's just grown to, uh, I think it, we're over 330 people now. Uh, when we started this Twitter in January, it's just blew, it's just really blown my mind to see how our podcast is resonating with you. So thank you for listening. And I want to encourage you, if you're interested in getting to know us a little bit better, if you're interested in in inviting us to work with you on your business or on your brand or on your project, whatever the case may be, uh, you know, we're, we, we want to be there for you. We can help you with your web presence. We can help you with grade A public relations. We can help you to develop your social media presence and to take advantage of media assets like video and photography and uh, and just really construct an incredible brand presence that helps you articulate who you are, helps you to connect with your community, and helps you to keep that conversation alive as your brand continues to grow. And if you give us a try today, we're going to offer you the first month of Blue Artist Plus, our membership service, completely for free. And if you enjoy that, I think you're going to be happy with this next thing. We're also going to give you a free copy of our book, Prove It With Pictures. It's a special handbook designed just for you to give you a real easy, quick read on how you can build your brand presence. Now, with that said, uh, Courtney, let's end with a question. What have you got for us this week? Hmm. There's so many businesses that we interact with on a daily basis. I mean, we always talk about how we're bombarded by media. Um, but the fact is, is that we, we do rely on these other companies for our existence. Um, food, clothing, our electric bill. There, there are companies that enable us to live. And so I'm wondering, as small business owner, entrepreneur, which company have you come in contact with that has done an amazing job of resetting your expectations as their client? Hmm. Hmm. Well, you know, for me, it was Apple <laughs> with Steve Jobs. <laughs> I but love I, Apple, man. Those guys know what they're doing. They do. Let me tell you, they, they've been through it. They've been through it. You know, they've gone to the bottom and now to the top. And so, listen, if, if, if you've got a great answer to this question, um, uh, let us know. You can, you can email us at info at blue-artists.com. You can visit us at, on our website at www.blue-artists.com. You can also message us and, uh, and converse with us on Twitter. That's at build difference. 
on Twitter. If you want to call us, leave us a voicemail that we can use on the show. You can call us at 877-977-2023. Again, that's 877-977-2023. Courtney, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Build Your Difference podcast. This show is produced to keep you motivated, inspired, and pushing forward on the path to brand success. Remember, your brand is defined by your customer, not by you. So be open to the possibilities. Embrace a team approach. Let us help you build a difference that everyone can be proud of. Visit us online at www.blue-artists.com. We'll see you next time.